Hello, everybody. On this Friday episode of He Has a Bird, we have an awesome interview with Darius Robinson, and we have this week's Song of the Week. Enjoy. That kind of talent can't be taught. Thomas Peacom and the Foosball God. Thomas Peacom and the Foosball God. Welcome to the podcast, He Has a Bird, with Sean Shelton. Hello, servus, grüß euch. Welcome to the, yeah, that was super Tyrolean, I know. I know there's some Tyrolean people right now super impressed, and you should be. It's the thing I say best in dialect. Grüß euch. Anyways, welcome to the podcast, He Has a Bird. Today's episode will be a good one, good interview with Darius. Uh, but I think I'm going to do another episode tomorrow. Shout out to Marcus and Paul giving me some suggestions on things to talk about. I think I'm going to take one of them tomorrow and expand upon it. And why not? I got time. You got time. Let's do it. I think I might the, the schedule idea has changed multiple times, but maybe I go Monday through Saturday now. Take a rest day on Sunday. But I'm enjoying the process, so might as well. And I got some stuff to talk about. I do, however, have some homework for you guys. On Monday's episode, I will bring back the Pichra Max, and we will talk about the first four episodes. We will review the first four episodes of the Netflix documentary Tiger King. Okay, so the first four episodes. If you've already seen it, great. If you haven't seen it, you have homework. Monday's episode. First four episodes review of the Tiger King. Apparently, it's supposed to be absurd and crazy, and I'm sure Max and I talking about it will be enlightening to your day. Okay, so that's your homework for Monday. For now, here's Darius. So, welcome. Our next guest on for an interview is a super special guest, one of the more interesting men I've ever met in my life. Uh, he is a teammate of mine. He is a friend of mine. Everybody welcome on Darius Robinson. Sean, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, bro, I can hear you, man. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> For people who don't know Darius as well as I do, uh, Darius is a product of Atlanta, Georgia. He went to Clemson to study and to play football. Now, after Clemson, he has all sorts of interests. He's uh, an entrepreneur. He's touched in fashion. He uh, plays football professionally in Europe. Uh, what else does he do? Now he produces and makes music and is an artist, music artist. So the man does a little bit of everything, and that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But I think what will be interesting for listeners and interesting for me is I think the way you grew up and your experience growing up is probably vastly different than mine, most certainly. And and most of the listeners, um, how was how was it growing up in Atlanta in a more urban area uh, in the states through through your adolescence? Oh man, uh, my childhood was great growing up in Atlanta. Atlanta in itself is a really really big city, so mm -hmm. you come into contact with a lot of new people, a lot of new experiences. You you learn really really fast, and you move really really fast. Uh, I think that's the most important thing to know about Atlanta because it's a place of networking and you know a lot of successful people live there you got movie Absolutely. stars you got you got actors you have everyone wants to be in Atlanta 
and real estate right now is they're at good price right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a city that's growing really, really fast. Mm-hmm. So I think just for me growing up in Atlanta, it taught me a lot about, you know, how it's really important in life to just move forward pretty much as as simple as possible. I got um, you. And, and now as an adult, you have so many interests that I've, that I've touched on and you've done more as an adult than I know of most people. Uh, what was, but growing up as, as a teenager, like high school Darius, if we, if we look at teenage Darius, what was yeah. TJ, what was Darius's teenage Darius's interest? What did he, what did he want to be when he grew up? Uh, well, I always knew that I would play football mm-hmm. for sure. So I knew I would be playing football, but I had interest in music when I was 13. So when I was 13 years old, I got interested in music and I started recording music. Me and a guy that actually became friends later had diss tracks of each other. And I don't really? know, why. I think maybe, maybe because of a girl or something. I don't know. Oh, but, do, you st- do you still have those? Those would be electric to put out now. Hopefully somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, man, pretty much, it was pretty much sports with me, man. Uh, I was always busy because I played football, I played basketball, I played organized basketball growing up, organized football growing up, right. and I ran track. So my whole life was really on a, on a schedule for sports. So that's what I was doing my whole life. Yeah, that's the same with me. I think, I think you don't really, college is a time to kind of branch out and find other things, even though you're super duper busy with sports in college as well. So, yeah. uh, but I think when you play sports growing up, you kind of just immerse yourself into the sports. But speaking of college, uh, from Atlanta, you, you went to Clemson University to study and, and play, obviously, football. What was kind of briefly, because I'm sure you could talk about it for, for, for hours and hours and hours, but in a synopsis, what was your, or as concise as possible, what was, what was your experience as an athlete playing at such a premier, premier football college or football uh, school in the States? I think for me, it was obviously going through the entire process of being really young when I got there, up to maturing on my way out and all of the life, life lessons that I learned while I was in college. Uh, but I think what exposed me to everything on the, on, on, on the grand scale that kind of allowed me to see the world as I see it now is how much money and, and, and how big of a business it was. You know, just being on game day, I remember just game day alone, like, for example, we didn't ever ride the bus unless it was less than two hours. If we had to be on the bus for more than two hours, we're flying a jet there. So it doesn't matter what time of day, what time of night. As soon as the game is over, we go to the jet. We go through the back of the airport. Everybody just get onto the plane. And when we at home in 30 minutes. That'd be nice. We took 12-hour bus rides in college. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and for example, when we're traveling, when we are on the bus, for example, going in the city or whatever like we don't stop it's like presidential access so we got bikes we got cars so it doesn't stop ever the bus will never stop crazy so if it's 10 minutes it's 10 minutes okay we get in miami we got the whole interstate backed up for the orange bowl we look back we like they have the whole miami south beach interstate 10 lanes or however big it is blocked off with people for us we like bro this is crazy and just seeing that type of experience was like this is a big business so i it pretty much exposed me to the whole business world and how the world kind of works because it's bigger than the moment that we're in. It's always something that's bigger. It's always something more, you know? Right. And I think, I think college football doesn't have the international appeal that the NFL does, but in fact, college football can arguably, I mean, that doesn't happen for, for NFL teams from my understanding that 
the, the, the facility that you probably trained at is better than most NFL teams. I mean, college football, there's so much money and so much interest in it that it's, it's really, I think it would be really hard to fathom for, for European people who don't, don't really realize because all they see is NFL Sunday ticket or, or a game pass. But yeah. Clemson football is, is just as big, if not bigger, than most NFL teams and the interest in the fan and the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, college, like you just said, you touched on it, college sports in general. My God, man, like, like these, these universities, are, they have alumni forever. Mm-hmm. They have it's, connections forever. It's crazy. I think that's why it was in basketball too. That's why it was so hard for them to finally decide to cancel the tournament because so much yeah. money, so money much money. Uh, I think, I think you've probably been asked about playing college football quite a bit. Uh, but one thing that interests me is, and what I, yeah. I think, I think people forget is you also study, right? You're also a student. So what was yeah. your, what was your, what was your experience like as a student trying to trying to maintain because you have to maintain a certain gpa but if you want to excel you really have to take it seriously and the minimum amount of free time that you have from sports uh i think at that point you just have to choose well for me my experience was different because i started my first business while i was in college so when i was in college i seen college for what it was if i wanted to learn something there i could learn something but majority of the things that I was learning, I was learning on my own outside of college. Ah, okay. You know, so at first when I'm doing a hard major and I'm like, I'm running into math and then I'm starting to add triangles and I'm like, I'm not interested in adding triangles right now. You know, like yeah, yeah. one plus one plus one is two. You know, if I want to make $2, I just need $1 plus $1 and make me two. So at that point, I'm like, okay, let me just find my interest. So as far as me, I mean, I was pretty smart. You know, my whole life I was pretty smart. So school, I could not pay attention and still pass, you know? Yeah. How, how did you go about the process of finding your interest? Cause you have, you have so many. Well, I mean, it took a life changing like injury basically that woke me up. So it was my junior season uh, against Virginia tech, one of my favorite teams ever. And I was playing against them. Uh, and it was a sweet play to the outside. And I was trying on these new high-tech spikes on the bottom of the, of the cleat. You know how you got the, the spikes on the bottom of the cleat, right? Yep. Imagine each spike having little claws on it additionally. Ah, okay. So I was the test dummy for these shits. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. After, after this, they removed them forever. You never Cancel seen them not. again. <laughs> okay. You never well, seen these. Thank you, thank you for your public service. <laughs> so... Basically, I had extra, extra grip yeah. on the bottom. Long story short, the running back came on a sweep. I came in, and just somehow my foot got caught in the grass. And then I fractured my ankle, mm-hmm. and I broke a bone in my leg, and I had to get carried off on the cart. And then that made me realize that football may not take me to where I want to go because something like this could happen to me at any time. So I have to any do time. other things. Anytime. Yeah. You know, so – yeah, that's how I got interested. And I started going online. Okay, how can I make money from home and stuff? And, you know, you got the Amways, the Herbalife, and, you know, that whole industry. I'm like, okay, let me make a few hundred bucks in this. And then that kind of just exposed me to reading books and personal development and all of that stuff. Okay. And so now, so now, so that, that injury was the catalyst of you thinking outside of sports and branching off into the business acumen that you have now. But now that you've been at it for what? seven eight years i mean what your junior year you were yeah 
Yeah. So seven, eight years in the business uh, world. Yeah. 21. 21, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So somewhere around then, now that you've been at it, you found multiple interests and you've branched out into middle multiple realms. What, what, what drives you to do these? What, what, what is your motivation? What, what keeps pushing you to find new things that you're interested in and trying to succeed in those realms? Well, definitely my family, you know, obviously, you know, obviously I'm thankful for my, my life, you know, the good and the bad and ups and the downs, you know, but my family was always there. So, you know, obviously I want to make them proud and uh, I just want to leave a legacy. You know, I want to break family curses. You know, I want to do, do, do bigger things, you know, just explore the world, see the world and just, you know, be free spirited with it. But at the same time, you know, handling business accordingly. Uh, but pretty much my family and myself, you know, cause you got to want it for yourself also. You know Absolutely. What I'm so, you know, I just want to, if I want to go do something, I want to be able to do it. Yeah. And so you kind of touched on it, but what, what exactly is the end game? What is the goal? What, what do you, where do you want to be in 20, 30 years? Where do you see yourself? Well, definitely having multiple established businesses mm-hmm. uh, commercially, you know, and some private businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, definitely want to have investment. I mean, investments in cash flow uh, on a consistent basis from different things like music and management and entertainment. Because I've done these things already. I've already been involved in opening up venues and entertainment industry and throwing parties and been doing all of that stuff. So that taught me a whole nother different thing about the the dark sides of the world. You get what I'm saying? Like the way that some of these multi multi-millionaires operate on a daily basis in their businesses, whether it's a nightclub or something, just like the stuff you see is like, this is happening in front of me right now. <laughs> like, you know, so uh, as far as my end game is just, you know, branching out. For example, mm-hmm. this podcast, this is amazing. Like, you know, I, I'm fully supporting this podcast because first off, I loved it when you did it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I appreciate I'm like, it. I'm like, and I knew it was going to be nice. And then when I seen the, the, the art, it was like, oh, yeah, this right here is. Well, we'll get on that. I want to end on that because I have, I have okay. something for you that I haven't told you yet. Cool, um, cool. So, no, that sounds great. But uh, now, now we've kind of talked about where your business acumen has come from and who D-Rob, D- CEO, Darius Robinson, the professional is. The guy that I've gotten to know, I super enjoy it. And the person, Darius Robinson, is super awesome. So what is the end game? Where, where do you see yourself personally in 20 years? Where do you want to live? What do you want your life scenario to be? I mean, obviously successful in the business realm. Yeah. But where, where do you see yourself? What, who do you see, see yourself being in 20, 30 years? Well, I mean, Sean, honestly, like I do live day to day. But, you know, when you see the type of things that's going on in the world, you know, it, 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 it for me, you know, this is a uh, this is a very touching topic for me because I think so deeply about the world and the way that things work and you know family and all of this stuff, man. It's like for me, all right. So if you said in the perfect world, my end game right now, yep. look, I'll be have a big family, have a wife, have some kids. You know, I want to be living in a hill somewhere where my family's safe. You know, mm-hmm. where we're comfortable. My kids have all the resources that they need. You get what I'm saying? I can be back chilling and, you know, yeah. start building start building a kingdom, you know? The family man, D-Rob. I like that. I like that. Uh, who inspires you, Darius? Oh, man. Who's, a, so who's a role model for you? Like, if you had to name one, I know you've been influenced by a lot of people, and you've even talked to me about that personally, but who would, who would yeah. be the one that's like, man, if I wouldn't have met him, my life would be different? 
Well, I can say that about a lot of people, but one yeah. person I would have to I would have I would have to say my mom. Yeah. Just be, just because of the impact that my mom has had on the perfect balance, you know, for me, you know, and I'm still learning and I'm still growing with the perfect balance. But my mom is definitely like my calmness, my peace, you know. Uh, that's cool and, to hear. You know, so for me, like this world is moving fast. Like I said, like coming from Atlanta, everything is moving fast. We're always taking in some information. We got to act. We got to act. We got to move. We got to connect. We got to network. We got to be active, you know. So, no, that's a good yeah, answer. Man. And the, the calmness and the peace and mom, that's what she should be, especially yeah. for a young man. That's what she should be. Yeah. All right. Two more questions. Yeah. If you had, if you had to pick one person to have dinner with dead or alive, who would it be? Dead or alive. God. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I don't know the answer for me either. I think it's a tough one. I mean, I know it can, I know it, I got an initial idea, but I'm like, maybe that's too, like, maybe I should think something else. Ah, uh, just the first, I didn't want to tell you about it beforehand. I didn't, I didn't let him know on these last questions because I didn't want him to prepare it all. So first thing that comes to your mind. I'll probably say God. Yeah, I think that would be a good one. I'd probably throw, I'd probably say Jesus would be super interesting. I would probably say yeah. MLK would be super interesting. Even, yeah. yeah, all the all the major people that, that changed the course of the world, right? Yeah. What would you and God talk about? I'd be like, God, like, <laughs> <laughs> look, look, you seem like you see what's going on right now, God. Like, just come down here and just fix everything, God. It would make, things, easy. It would make things easier, wouldn't it? Exactly, man. Yeah. So last question, personal question. You've talked about being a family man. You talked about as 20, 30 years, you start your family, your kingdom. You're currently located. 20, 30 years. Like, come on. From now, you had, you have. I mean, dang, like, at least, at least by mid, mid thirties. Come on, bro. Sure, sure, sure. But it's. Yeah, at least. It it didn't. Hey, Rome wasn't built in a day. So the kingdom of Darius Robinson's not going to be built in. In in less than a decade. (laughs) So you're, right. you're, right. you're stationed yeah. in Innsbruck and you've been here for uh, yeah. about a year or two now and hopefully for the foreseeable future. That's my hope. I hope everything works out. Uh, so the question is, when are you going to find a Tyrolean and marry? Get married. <laughs> when are you going to fall in love with a Tyrolean and go and get married? Look, I can't understand them right now. I'm still learning. <laughs> they speak English. They speak Absolutely. English. Absolutely. So next year or the year after because it, it happens he's really asking me this question <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought um, all right we'll, we'll go with 2021 we'll go with 2021 i like the number 21 there you go there you go yeah hey d-rob thank you so much for the interview what i wanted to tell you that i hadn't told you before is actually you are part of the reason why i started the podcast uh it was friday two really? weeks ago i think when you dropped out heartbleed yeah. And I was sitting there and I, I was texting you about it and I bought it on iTunes and I was sitting there, I was like, this is so, this is so fucking cool that he, I know this guy and everything looks so professional. The song was great. And I'm sitting there like, shit, why don't, why can't I do something like this? 
And the podcast has been back in my head for a long time. And your song pushed me over the ledge. I recorded my next one two days later. And here we are today. So you need, people, awesome. like, you need people like Darius in your life that are just go-getters and example setters. Because that hasn't always been a characteristic of mine, <clears throat> even though I have the ability to do it. So take, take the example from people like Darius who just go do shit. Yeah, I'm interested in it. I'm going to do it. And it was the same thing with my quarterback academy. It took me a while to do it. If you're interested in doing just do it. Dive in head first and follow Darius's lead because uh, great stuff can happen to you. So I thank you, D-Rob. I thank you for your, for your entrepreneurship and your hard work. I'm shocked right now. I feel not, the love. I feel hey, the love. No, and that's real. That's 100% sure. honest. So I appreciate you. Uh, by the way, too, this is coming out tomorrow. So that'll be Friday which means you have another single dropping, correct? Yes, I do, actually. Tell us about it. So it's called Confession. Mm -hmm. uh, and I kind of want to give people an understanding of the direction that I'm going in my music because it's going to be a story that I'm telling, obviously, and I, wanna, I want to evolve it. I don't want it to be, you know, just looked at as one sound. I want it to be like a story. So right now I'm, I'm getting out my really nice jumpy songs, you know, my fast-paced songs, but I want to go more more so on the lighter end, you know? So mm -hmm. the song Confession is just basically like, I'm confessing, all of it together equals one confession, mm -hmm. you know? So even though I'm saying multiple things that happened in my life within the song, it's still just one confession. So it's just so much more to it, you know? Cool. And you can, you can find that, you can find the link on it on Instagram, on all social media. Darius is on Spotify under DRob CEO and Check out his music. It's really enjoyable. And support somebody who's a good guy and trying to make it in this busy world. Darius, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on. And take care. All right, bro. Talk to you soon. Hopefully see, see you soon. Yeah, hopefully. 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 What I said at the end of the interview, I believe wholeheartedly. You have to surround yourself with people like Darius. And I have the urge to tell you guys about actually the biggest influence of my life. And it's my wife, Lisa Shelton, formerly known as Lisa Hauser. When I say you have to surround yourself with people like Darius, it's, it's people like Lisa that I'm exactly talking about and even more. This woman is the hardest working woman, hardest working person I've ever seen in my life. And every day, day in and day out, seeing her grind and just, she had an idea and she's done it and in three years, four years, what she's been able to accomplish is absolutely amazing. And I know I give her a lot of, I give her a hard time on this show a lot. And, you know, I give people that I love hard time. That's just how I show affection. But it, it's 100% true. Find yourself people like Lisa Shelton in your life. Marrying her was by far the best decision I've ever made in my life. I can't imagine a better person to spend in my life with. I can't imagine a better mother of my child. And being with her has exponentially made my life better. And if I can give people any advice, is to find somebody who motivates you and shows you how to be a better person in a day in and day out basis. And hopefully, and my only hope is I do the same thing for her in different ways. Not work ethic, that's for sure. I can't hold a candle to her. But find yourself people like, like Lisa, like Darius, and 
I promise you, your life will become better and you'll, you'll have the courage to just do whatever you, whatever you're passionate about. That's my only advice. That's the best advice I can give. Best advice I can give. So whoop, back, back to not serious, Sean. And uh, we're going to end with song of the week then. It's the song of the week. Thank you, thank you, thank you to my man, DJ James, a.k.a. Davey J, a.k.a. Pretty Lips, for making that sound drop. It sounds way better than the sound drop I wanted to do, or I had. Uh, he has a voice of an angel. Of course, this week, this week's song of the week, is Confession by D-Rob CEO. We talked about it in the interview a little bit. It will be at the end of this episode. If you like it, go please support him. Follow on Spotify, buy it from iTunes. However you consume music, you can find Darius. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll, I'll, you guys will be hearing me from me tomorrow. And until then, stay safe and ciao, cacao. Listen up, I'm about to come like I fuck it up I'm with the crew and we rolling up I'm pulling away like I'm on a truck These the realest words I ever wrote I speak with my chest and I know you know I'm taking a breath cause I know my folk I'm living it up till it's time to go Go I never knew who you was about to shit Keep it real, fuck the politics Plenty women, they be on to me a confession of blasphemy Every day I wake up, they be after me This was before I had mastered me When the dark side, it collided with God in me I just confront what the matter be Satisfactory This ain't enough, I got questions, so answer me I got this thought in the back of my mind I wonder why sure they be after me Take all this energy, I ain't for it I be swerving your chick like I swerve a Porsche Not feeling her vibe, I'm a connoisseur You cannot compare, it's no metaphors I should write a book, hit the editor I be counting it up when I'm kinda bored I was never bored, fuck the flex I'm straight from Atlanta, but from the West Got ties to the South, hit up College Park I'm thanking the Lord, I ain't fall apart I jet across seas with my fucking boys I been cooking it up with no olive oil When I'm up on the scene, I show Love to all. If you not with my people, don't care at all. Just know if you with me, believe me like rippers. Just know we gon' get it. We fuck up the city. The truth is revealing. The truth is revealing. This a confession. Checking my message. Listen up. I'm about to come like I fuck it up I'm with the crew and we rolling up I'm pulling away like I'm on a truck These the realest words I ever wrote I speak with my chest and I know you know I'm taking a breath cause I know my folk I'm living it up till it's time to go Go I never knew he was about the shit Keep it real, fuck the politics Plenty of women, they be on to me This a confession, no blasphemy